This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I wish you could just shut your big yapper! Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine. On an empty stomach. Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. What is yo? Also, every day at 9.45 a.m. It goes live on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Back from Los Angeles, saying hi to some people. What's up, Katie Anaker? Good to see you. Hi, Mira. What's happening? Scooter, what's up? D? Uh, Crappy Thug, Tara. What's happening, everybody? Good to be back. Uh, a little bit later than what I would have liked to be. We'll get to that story in just a second. A couple of shows this Wednesday. Tomorrow night, going to be at Ineffable Brewing, uh, Burnsville, Minnesota. Show is 8 p.m. Great time. 10 bucks. You can find that information on my Facebook page. Just booked this show last night. Next Thursday, going to be at Rustic Root uh, Winery. That's a tough one. Rustic Root Winery. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna so butcher this on stage. I can already tell. Rusted Root Winery. Rusted Root Winery. Rusted Root Winery. See? God damn it. Uh, Rusted Root. A rye. Now, see, now I'm calling it a rhinery. I shall be at a place where they imbibe on wine called Rustic Root. There. That is how I'm going to say it because I'm going to fuck it up if I don't say it <laughs> any other way. Goodness gracious. Um, good morning to you guys. Scooter, I missed you. Thank you. Missed you too. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Kevin Holmes? Um, back from Los Angeles. Uh, what are we talking about? Shows. Yeah, yeah. So that show, those shows coming up, also going to be at Gutty's Comedy Club this coming weekend. That's Friday and Saturday, both nights, 730. Uh, Wednesday, Ineffable Brewing. Next Thursday shall be at uh, Rustic Root Winery. Fuck, I'm going to have to say that so slow. All right. Back from LA, baby. Yeah. Took off on Friday morning, got to Los Angeles. For some reason, LA felt so much different than it did this last time. Usually I go to LA and I'm like, God, I hate this shithole. I hate everything about it. I hate the people. I hate the traffic. I hate the prices. It was actually very bearable. And I don't know, maybe it was just the company I was keeping. And maybe the last time I was thinking about this, I had my daughter with me. And the last time I was there, I just felt so protective. Or maybe this time it was just like, just let your freak flag fly, baby. Do whatever the fuck you want. No matter. And that's kind of what it felt like. A little bit more, I guess, just easy going. A little more fun. I got together with uh, my good bud, Jonathan Kite, who uh, I've been traveling with. I'm going to be in Chicago with him on the third weekend of September and I believe Austin next month as well, but we're still hammering out those details. Um, went down to the uh, Hollywood Improv. You guys know the story about me in the LA or the Hollywood Improv? I think I've told this a few different times, but A&E's evening at the Improv, no joke, changed me as a kid. 
I, for whatever reason, saw people on stage getting laughs and went, that's what I have to do with my life. Now, unfortunately, there was no outlets, so I didn't even have an opportunity to possibly even think about doing stand-up comedy until I was well into my 20s. Because there was just, it wasn't like my parents, first off, there's no stand-up comedy in Hibbing, Minnesota. And if there's a city that has it, my parents certainly weren't going to fucking drive me there. So it's kind of like you're stuck, dude. Like, this is all you got. So I loved it so much. And I lifted a set from a guy when I was 10 years old and won the fifth grade talent show. And I've been trying to find this dude ever since. I've been going back and watching all these old episodes. And I'm like, one day I'm going to find this guy. I'm going to find out who it is I stole that set from, and then I'm going to find him, and then we're going to make comedy music together. Not actual comedy music. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to make, we're going to make beautiful, fuck, fuck that up. But you know what I'm saying? So to be there in that room felt, and I know for some people it's like, dude, they just go and they just do sets and they show up and they leave. I hung out with uh, Eleanor Kerrigan outside of the improv on Friday night, and to her, it's just like, ah, shit, I got to find parking and I got to get, you know, just like uh, we talked about in Street Fighter last week. The day I burned down your village is the most important day of your life. To me, it was Tuesday. To everyone who was on that show, I saw David Spade on Friday night. I'm sure David Spade's like, oh, fuck, I got to do the improv. But to me, I'm like, it's the improv. I grew up watching. It. I mean, it totally changed me. I love this room. Fuck. Everything about it. But it was like, it was great. Uh, Jonathan took me back into the green room and there was like these like, I was going to post a video of it. It felt kind of weird because Jonathan had one too. And I'm like, eh, I'm not want to be that guy. But we sort of had this like experience where you got to like go down like these, there's like a hidden room at the improv. Like you push back a bookshelf and when you do, you go inside of this like little tiny it's awesome. It's so cool. It's like a little tiny, like Alice in Wonderland type room. And it's just filled with posters and signed memorabilia and shit hanging on the wall. And like, it was so cool, man. It was great. And just the fact that you got to be there, you know? So improv was amazing on Friday night. John and I went and got tacos and just sat around and talked about comedy and such a fun time. Saturday, uh, him and I had gone to a friend's birthday party, met a bunch of people from Minnesota at this birthday party because it's sort of the unwritten rule. No matter where you go, if you are from Minnesota, you will find other people from Minnesota, which is sort of a testament about how shitty this place can be. Sometimes we're just like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, I don't blame you. I don't blame you one bit. But... um was at uh, at the birthday party and then ran down to uh, Corolla One Studios and saw the band Lit uh, play the Corolla Family Barbecue, which Lit is another one of those bands. You forget like how many songs they have. I remember the first time I saw 311. I was like, I might know one or two songs. I knew every song they played and they played for two hours. I was like, damn, these guys got a hell of a library. I kind of forgot about Lit, you know? I mean, everyone knows the, it's no surprise to me, I am my own worst enemy. We get that song. But there were some other bangers in there, too, that you forgot about. What about that video with Pamela Anderson? When they do the, you make me come, you make me complete, you make me completely miserable. And you're like, oh, that's right. That's another one. Um, they just started going down the pantheon of lit songs. And I'm like, I know, like, three quarters of all of these jams. They were fun, man. They were a good time. Um, got a little bit of food Saturday night. And then Sunday, Sunday is where we start to diverge a little bit. 
things get off the goddamn rails. This is the testament of how bad it is in Los Angeles. And I told you guys that I hate that city. And here's one of the reasons why. I wake up Sunday morning in my hotel room and I get the email from Sun Country Airlines. Your flight's been canceled. You sons of bitches. Me? How dare you cancel my flight? I get that 1,200 flights have been canceled today, but how dare it be one of mine? So I'm on the phone with Sun Country. Two hours, still nobody has answered. And I'm like, shit, there's a flight going out at like 11.50. I got to get to LAX. Because if I don't get to LAX and I don't get on that second flight, I'm not going home today. I checked every airline. There is not another flight going out. And there was one flight I could have got through uh, Southwest Airlines, $725 to get me home at like 5 a.m. the next morning. I'm like, what on what God, who is taking that flight? So I, I leave, uh, I'm at LAX. I leave Sun Country. I'm frantically trying to find a flight somewhere. I cannot. Finally, two hours like I was on the phone so long, no shit. I was on hold for so long with Sun Country. I left my hotel room, dropped off my rental car, still on hold, mind you, got to LAX, stood in line at Sun Country, talked to a teller at Sun Country, and then 20 minutes after I talked to them, finally somebody from Sun Country back at headquarters actually picked up the phone. And I'm like, Fuck it. Just book me on tomorrow's flight and please do not cancel this one. I have to go home. I missed Father's Day with my daughter. That part sucked. So I was kind of towards the end of the night, man. I was really feeling like I just like, especially towards the, I get, let me rephrase that. Towards the end of the morning, I'm like, I'm exhausted. I just want to go home. I just, all I want to do is go home right now. And a friend of mine who is a, um, who is uh, involved with Corolla One Digital and Adam Corolla. I don't, I don't know anybody else in LA. I mean, a few people, I know Jonathan, but my big thing about, about ending up in situations that are problematic for you, don't voice those onto other people. And I'll make a point here in just a moment. So I had texted my friend Crystal and was like, are you up? Because my flights just got canceled. I already returned my rental car. I can't leave until tomorrow. I have no idea what to do right now. I don't mind getting another hotel. It's just now I'm going to have to pay 40 bucks to get me somewhere where I can spend the night and then get a hotel room. And now I'm stuck for the day. What am I going to do? Just sit around all day and not do shit? And she was like, dude, why don't you come on out? Because uh, I'm crashing at a uh, beach house in Malibu. I'm like, listen, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. goddamn lootly. I said, here's the deal. I don't want to impose. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to impose. My problems should not be your problems. And she was like, bitch, get in a fucking Uber and get over here because I'm tired of you talking. Like, like you sound like a little kid. Get here or shut up. Either come or don't. And I'm like, you got it. I'm in. That's the problem, man. Nobody ever tells hot girls they can't speak to people that way. Hot girls can just talk however they want. They don't give a shit because there's no repercussions whatsoever. It's not like Crystal's going to like, Crystal called me a fat ass and then called me poor at dinner that night. And it was like, what am I going to do? Tell her to fuck off? No, I'll keep my mouth shut. There is a level of shit you will put up with, with for how good looking somebody is. There's got to be like a scale, you know? 
like the last gal I was dating, I had told a story to a fellow comic of mine. We were driving to a gig and I'm like, here's the, here's the thing that happened. And I told the story. I don't need to get into all the details. And he goes, can I see a picture of this, this gal? And I said, sure. And I showed him a picture and he looked at it and went, oh, that's why you put up with that that day. Cause she's hot. You'll, you're a dumb dumb. You'll do that. And I'm like, absolutely. You'll totally do that shit when it comes to girls that are pretty. There is such a level. There's, you will take on so much more shit if a girl is an eight and a half or above. God, we're idiots like that. Uh, hi, Amanda. Good to see you. Hi, Shelly. Thanks for stopping on to the, uh, the live feed on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Really appreciate it. So we, um, she said, why don't you just come out to Malibu? So I hop in the Uber. I go to Malibu. I get to her beach house. It's incredible. I don't know. Listen, I text my sister. I said, I don't get how life works sometimes because 20 minutes ago, I was shit out of luck at LAX, no rental car, no hotel. 20 minutes later, I'm in an Uber on my way to Malibu to go kick it in a beach house for the night. And it was, I mean, don't get me wrong. There were some great things about that trip, but kicking it at that beach house on Sunday all day, I went down to the liquor store. I bought a six pack of IPAs. I sat it on the deck and just stared at the ocean. And then Crystal and I went hiking and uh, we, uh, we split a couple of drinks and then had an awesome writing session. So many new jokes, so many new angles, so many new punchlines. It was like, it was just like, it was just pouring out of the both of us. And I'm like, this was meant to be. I'm not a big fan of, hey man, the universe, the universe is going to bring it to you. The universe is going to make, no, no, no. There was thousands of other people who had their day ruined by a, uh, by a sun country flight cancellation. I just happened to be lucky enough that I knew somebody who was staying someplace kick-ass that invited me to their place. That's all it was. That's there's not there's nothing like amazing about it, man. It was I'm like, listen, I don't want to be that guy that imposes, but it's Malibu and I'm not gonna say no. You don't just get to like sleep in a you know multi-million dollar beach house every day of the week. Some of us do. My friend Crystal does. I do not. So I'm like, you bet your ass I'm gonna hang. And we hung and we went and we had, you know, we went and had great food that night with a bunch of her friends and kicked it and watched the stars. And then I kind of got a little shit face and started falling asleep at dinner because I've told you before, when I get drunk, my sleep number is zero, as in zero fucks given where I fall asleep. She's like, why are you so quiet? I'm like, because I'm super full and drunk. That's why I can feel I need to get to bed very soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mira, awesome turn of events. What's meant to, uh, what's meant to happen? Well, I, yeah, I, it's fun to, to, to think about that. Right. It, it, it sort of lets the anxiety go away. That's why I always have a hard time with people who are like, listen, Jesus has the wheel. God is my pilot. I'm just the co-pilot. I go where Jesus tells me to go. Okay. Then why are you getting all upset? When you get a flat tire, that's the Lord's will. Don't be upset. The Lord put it in your path. Remember, he's the pilot. You're just sitting shotgun. That's all it is. Uh, Gracie, I don't necessarily believe that everything happens for a reason, and then something like that happens, and it makes you wonder. Yeah. Do I think that there's got to be some sort of higher power out there that's sort of pulling the strings? I don't know how you couldn't, you know? But I don't know. Maybe there's a part of me that just goes, if you just, maybe you can believe that, but on the outside, be a cynic. I think there's a little bit of that too. 
I think there's a little bit of me going, hey, I am that guy who's not supposed to believe these things, you know? But it's tough not to see the writing on the wall, man, you know? I don't get it. I for some, I've said before, Lou Holtz, the great Notre Dame slash University of Minnesota head coach, Lou Holtz once said he was so lucky he was born with a horseshoe up his ass, and I feel like I was born with Lou Holtz up my ass. Anyway, <laughs> it uh, it was a hell of a trip. I did on Sunday night. I was really missing my daughter because it was Father's Day, and I just wanted to be home. And I walked into the bathroom and that goddamn, that goddamn silky smooth crooner, Michael Buble, him playing home. It was on in the bathroom. God damn it. I cried my eyes out. I mean, as much as a man could cry while he's at a restaurant, half drunk on IPAs, ate a whole sausage pizza. I was a little full. I had a lot of carbohydrates going through me. Emotional from the day. Another man and man. Uh, nah, 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 nah. I don't know these words, but I want to go home. See, that's all I know. And that's all I needed. Is that goddamn silky smooth crooner going, because I want to go home. Let me go home. I was like, I just want to be home. I just want to be home with my kid. And then I got here and she was like, what? What are you doing? What do you want? I was like, could you give me a hug? She was like, oh, yeah, I guess. Uh, no, it was uh, it was awesome, man. It was a uh, it was a fun trip. I'm glad I'm home. Glad I got back here, all in one piece. You know, 24 hours later than I thought I was going to be able to get here, and then I get here and it is ungodly hot. No shit. So when I left, I told uh, my daughter. My daughter's mom were staying at my house to watch the dogs, and I'm like, uh, I've been kind of keeping it. That was very Ray Romano of me. Ah, ah. <laughs> um, it was very, uh, you know, lukewarm last week. So I had not turned the air conditioning on. And I'm like, I bet when I get home, that goddamn AC is just going to be blaring. And no shit, dude, I walked in. It's like 63 degrees in my basement. The upstairs, kind of somewhat cool. I, I'm like, is it Hoth in my basement? Do I need to cut open a tauntaun and crawl inside just to be able to stay warm? It is goddamn freezing down here. There's icicles hanging off the edges of the doornails, the uh, the door handles. It's so goddamn cold in the basement. And then upstairs, it's like, eh, you know, we're like at 72. Downstairs, fuck no. Sub-zero. Sub-zero. Uh, Danielle, sounds like you're in the right place at the right time. Totally meant to happen. I Listen, I would like to believe that. I 1,000% would like to believe that. Uh, the other thing that it did was it put me in contact with a comedian by the name of Jody Miller. I don't know if you guys know Jody Miller. Jody Miller, AGT, America's Got Talent, incredibly funny and like outstandingly funny. And um, while we were doing some writing, Crystal had made a mention. She was like, hey, by the way, like I got a friend of mine who does some, you know, some like, you know, it's always good to have somebody that can take a look from the outside in, you know, see the four. Don't you, you, it's tough when you're, you can't see the forest from the trees. It's nice to like, you know, be on the outside looking in to get other angles on things. And uh, she said, Hey, you know, like call my friend Jody. She's definitely somebody who can help, like, you know, break some of these, these, these angles, these paths, these premises that, that you know, can take it to a whole new level. That's why I dig a writing partner, regardless of how good you are. 
Like I think about Neil Peart from the band Rush. Neil Peart, the greatest drummer on the planet. I mean, hands down, might be the greatest drummer that has ever lived. And yet, had a drum coach. Because he was smart enough to know that sometimes you just need somebody on the outside looking in to go, hey, play that a little different. See what happens. Because he would have never done it. He would have just been like, I'm the greatest ever. It's always nice to have somebody go, fucking dude, you got to, yeah, step it up. Change, pivot, my man, pivot. I'm realizing that if you're watching the live feed, I'm clutching onto my sweatshirt and pulling it over like a like a frozen little grandma. This goddamn basement's freezing. Ah, anyway, uh, listen, uh, let's see. Oh, Mira, uh, I'm supposed to visit my parents abroad for the first time in years. My test results were not available by my flight. Flight gets canceled, worked out for me, and meant to happen. Dude, so I imagine you probably got the refund for the flight being canceled, right? Because that, dude, good for you. Yeah, no, you're right. Just, hey, man, just sometimes shit's meant to be. I have a tough time believing that, you know, a flight was canceled just because I was supposed to go to Malibu for the day. (laughs) So you mean to tell me that everybody else on that flight had all of their plans thwarted just so I could go get drunk on IPAs at the ocean? I have a tough time believing that one. I'm just saying. Um, I don't know. If there was a universe or a higher power, I would also like to believe that that higher power or universe is working for a couple of other people that are on the flight. You know? That's why when people talk about, I just hope the plane doesn't go down. I'm like, there is somebody on this flight who is having a bad enough day that they are on their way to someplace that they do not want to go. So I got a good feeling we are going to be landing just smoothly. That flight yesterday, though, holy sh- I don't think I've ever been through something. I don't think I've ever had more turbulence. That was the roughest landing, the worst flight. Uh, I know, right? First, first world problems. You're not supposed to have any problems when you live in America. We got everything we need. We got it all. We got running water. You got a toilet that you can use in your bath. We got Wordle. We got Wordle, everybody. We got Wordle. We don't have problems. Uh, anyway, I also wanted real quick, only because I caught up on the, I'd watched the mo- all of Stranger Things, but I kind of went back and rewatched just a little bit of it. And this this Kate Bush, everyone's been losing their mind about this Kate Bush song, which I didn't realize is like such a, a thing. You guys know what I'm talking about? So Kate Bush, uh, let's play it here. great song good hook running up that hill big in the 80s now when they were talking about this song like getting um what do you want to call it like getting a bunch of like you know an upswing and downloads and blah 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 all because of stranger things they were talking about hey there's a song that stranger things has put back on the charge and i thought it was that best don't you do the left hand side because they played that song like 10 times throughout this season i'm like that's got to be it not this kate hill song kate bush song Running up that hill. I was like, that song's all right. It just beat Cher as the number one hit in the UK. The the oldest female artist to have a hit. Number one, 63 years old. I mean, good on you, man. That is the crazy part about this business sometimes. You know? I mean, Journey, Don't Stop Believing. That song had already done its shit and was gone. It was out of the ethos. Then this goddamn Sopranos had to play it in a stupid freaking ending of that show 
And now it's back everywhere you go. Every ball game. Don't stop believing. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody had kind of already come and gone. People for, like when I heard Bohemian Rhapsody for the first time on Wayne's World, and I was like, wow, this band is amazing. These guys are going to be huge. They're going to be the biggest band on the planet. No, no, no. They were cranking out hits, you know, 10 years before you were alive, my man. <laughs> but that shit just starts to come back around. Um, Mira, sing, sing past the duchy again. Pass the duchy to the left hand side. It's got to be the song I imagine because the headline I read was there's a song that's back on the charts because of Stranger. I'm like, it's got to be that song. It's got to be it. The song's about smoking weed, right? It's a Jamaican song. Mira, you should know this one because it's, I believe it's a, it's a weed song that was written for, is it kids? I think. I'm pretty sure that it was a Jamaican song written for children. Like, that's how they teach you to puff, puff, pass. Gracie, Bohemian Rhapsody has been number one in three different decades. It should be. The song's amazing. It's like nine different songs all rolled into one song. And each song is as good as the last one. Yeah. Uh, Danielle, I'm headed to Rapid City, South Dakota this weekend to see my brother. I'm so excited to see him. Good for you. Right on, man. Absolutely. You flying, though? If you're flying Sun Country, you better make sure that they don't cancel that goddamn flight. Such a pain in the ass. And it's not like I care all that much. You know, when I, for whatever reason, now at 42, I'm just like, just make the most of it. Just try to figure it out. Don't get anxious. Don't get upset. Just don't be mad. Just try to get your shit. Here is one thing I learned about that line. When the flight's canceled, everyone's waiting to talk to somebody from Sun Country. Everyone who's loud, everyone who's like upset in line, those are the people that get up to the front. And they're like, I'm going to give goddamn Sun Country a piece of my mind. I'm going to let them have it. I know it's not the teller's fault, but somebody needs to pay. They get up there and they're like, hey, how's it going? So my flight got canceled. It's the quiet people in line that are about to explode. That guy gets up to the front. He ain't said a word in line because he is holding it all back for that 23-year-old female on the other side of that counter who's got nothing to do with a canceled flight. All she needs to do is weigh your bags, stick it on the conveyor belt. That's it, my man. Hand you a boarding pass. She didn't cancel that flight, but you are going to let her know how angry you are, ain't you? <laughs> uh, Mira, pass the blunt. Is that what it is that is that what a duchy is called? Because, ooh, that's something that I might have to look up. So because... Jamaica was originally from, are they, is that originally Dutch? What am I thinking of? Originally part of the Netherlands, but then England took it over, right? I don't know. The fuck am I? I went to school in Northern Minnesota. What the fuck am I trying to like wax poetic about history for God's sakes? All right. Coming up this week, tomorrow night, ineffable brewing Burnsville. I want to see you guys there. That'll be a fun show. Hell yeah. 8 PM, 10 bucks. Find that information on my Facebook and my Instagram coming up next Thursday. Rustic Root Winery. That's in Scandia, just north of Stillwater. That show's going to be uh, 8 p.m. Should be fun, man. That'll be a fun time. I'm headlining that show. And then this coming weekend at Gutty's, both Friday and Saturday, 7.30 p.m. Find this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And every day at 9.45 a.m. is live on Facebook, Instagram. Did I say Stitcher? I meant iHeartRadio. That's where you find this pig. You find it on iHeart. Go to iHeart, everybody. Get it on iHeart. Finkel and Einhorn, Finkel and Einhart, Finkel and Einhart. 
All right, guys, have yourselves a fantastic day. We'll see you tomorrow. And thanks again for taking a long walk to Cleveland. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.